0: We're two best friends.
1: Two mediums that live in a virtual dream house.
0: Have our podcast taped and find out what happens when spirits get real.
1: Real funny. (laughs) By the way, if you don't like cuss words, Dana, what are we rated?
0: We're rated M for mediumship or Matt's immature.
1: I thought it was Matt, is awesome, but whatever. Enjoyed this episode.
0: This is I'm a medium. Ask me how.
1: Hi, Dina. Hi,
0: Matthew. How are Ola. you today?
1: I'm really good. I'm, I'm plastic and fantastic. How are you doing?
0: <laughs> good. We are living our full Barbie vision.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I
0: mean, if it's possible, you've gone more pink.
1: Yeah. But you know, what's really funny is we're launching this um, on the week that, you know, Barbie's in theaters. Yeah. So we're not associated with them. We're, we're not. <laughs> we're not.
0: Which is funny because we've been kind of working on this whole rebrand relaunch for weeks now. Mm -hmm. But Spirit knew. Spirit knew that we were going to, that the relaunch of all of this meant to happen on the release week of Barbie.
1: Mm -hmm. Because we're (laughs) Ken You're such a Ken. Dana, Willie, I think we need to talk about the, the stuff that mediums and psychics say <laughs>
0: online. You know, we've we've done the a psychic cleanup episode before, but yeah. it you know just when you think you've heard it all, you, you, <laughs> it just keeps coming. It just keeps coming, and it's been a theme lately. And and I kind of mm-hmm. I I like that we have this platform because we get to speak on the themes that keep coming up, and um, unfortunately. I don't know. What is, I'm going to take a, a more positive spin on it because um, hmm. I was going to say, unfortunately, we have to do a lot of cleanup of of readers that say a lot of stupid shit. I'm just going to say it. They say a lot of stupid stuff. Um, but I'm glad that um, the, the way that I'm going to say this instead is that I'm glad that they find us and so that we can inform them and help them out and that they are able to find somebody but i wish that we didn't have to do that like i wish i wish that there wasn't so much cleanup needing to happen because i feel like most of my lives when i go live most of my readings end up being a lot of cleaning up misinformation um and and that sucks cuz i would rather just be able to just read and just be able to speak on behalf of the spirit world and just do what I was meant to be here to do, but maybe what I'm meant to do is do cleanup. I don't know.
1: Well, I think that we need to establish some stuff first before we can get into this topic or reestablish some stuff. So if you listen to the podcast of Mike Mayo and Megan Alisa, he said that, uh, and he made a really good point that I want to make sure I give him credit for, is that mediumship, uh, parts of mediumship, like mental mediumship and trance mediumship only happens to the medium, nobody else in the room. Okay so we're going to establish that before we get into anything else of saying this is only coming from the psychic and the medium's perspective or their experience and not necessarily everybody else in the room can experience what the medium's saying. It has been such a wild couple weeks of talking to not only clients but also people on TikTok live around the stuff that psychics say to them and how jarring it can be or how ridiculous it can be or um, and, and it, it doesn't have any founding. So first thing I want to talk about uh, is the low vibrational spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm only laughing because it's ridiculous to say that one spirit because of the way that they live their life is low vibrational versus another
0: or uh, the way they died. Let's just say, way, yeah. let's, mm-hmm. let's just set there. there's a lot of reasons that one may have been, been perceived by a yes. psychic or a medium as low vibrational. So mm-hmm. maybe they did bad things in life. Um, maybe they died in an unfortunate manner, whether they um, took their own life or maybe they... Who knows? Right?
1: Or they had an argument with you before they got in the car and passed, right? Mm -hmm. Like... It just it it, it my it, it's it just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. So I don't like to talk about my readings too much, okay? Because I think that having a sense of confidentiality. But I did have somebody come to me and say that that a really well known medium had told them that their loved one was too low vibrational to have a conversation with them, and the look of devastation on this person's face was enough to where I got visibly upset visibly upset because it's so freaking disempowering to say that and the ego and balls that somebody would have sitting there to somebody that's in pain okay because when it it discredits the love that the person has for uh, the person on the other side right or the relationship of somebody but this is somebody's loved one Mm -hmm. that's no longer here and so they're not coming to you because they're like tell me if I'm pregnant, right? Like happy news. It's not happy news. It's really tragedy. It's grief. It's loss. But this person in their development, I guess you can call it in their developmental path, told that to the person I was reading for, and it just broke my heart. It broke my heart because that person had to live with that for quite a while before they were like, no, let me go try to get another reading because this doesn't feel true to me. Mm -hmm. So I want to ensure every listener that they're fine. They're all in the same playing field. They're all, it's equal. Dana, what are your thoughts on
0: that? Well, I think that it's really, I'm, I'm glad that we're establishing that first and foremost, that no matter who they were in life, no matter what they're passing we can connect with all of them and they're all okay. I need to just establish that. Um, I know that like for you personally and for me personally, we both had uh, loved ones who passed um, in unfortunate ways. Mm -hmm. And I know my first mediumship reading that I ever seeked out for myself. um, The one thing that I wanted to know is that they were okay. Mm-hmm. And I often think about and and I thought about it after hearing uh, what had happened to your client. And I thought about for, for if my reading that I would have seeked out, um, if they would have said something like that to me about my loved one, and it would have broken me. It would have absolutely broken me to hear that because this person meant that the world to me. And for years and years and years, I was worried that this person wasn't okay on the other side. Mm -hmm. And I was just seeking for some validation that they were around, that they were okay. And I would have been devastated. And so I feel like there's this overall responsibility that we have with our words. And what happens is I feel so... Let me back up for a second. Matt and I will tell all of you, you guys all have the abilities to be mediums because soul to soul connection is the most natural thing your soul knows what, how to do. Mediumship is the most natural thing your soul knows how to do. It's getting out of the way and just having that soul to soul connection. Um, There's a lot of reasons that as we get older and all of that, that it makes it more difficult. And that's of how matt and i come in as development teachers to help you do that we interpret a lot of things incorrectly and all of that but because everybody has this ability on some level what tends to happen is somebody has this aha moment of i can do this and they have one or two instances where they make a connection and they go i can make money off of this and then all of a sudden they're out there doing this for the public mm-hmm. and they're not ready to do this for the public because they don't know what they're doing. They're not understanding what they're getting or perceiving. So what is actually happening? Because we want to explain why a medium might be perceiving or understanding information this way. Because mm-hmm. this the medium may not have been getting that information incorrectly, but what they did is misinterpret the information incorrectly. Mm-hmm. So somebody may have had a fight right before passing. Matt had mentioned that as a possibility of, of why somebody may be coming forward, low vibrational. What spirit does to give us information and evidence of who they are in life, who they were in life, did you hear what I just said, who they were in life? They will tell us about things that happened when they were here on earth. Mm -hmm. So they might tell us about a fight that you guys had. They might tell us about an unfortunate passing, but they're telling us about things that happened here on earth. And it's very easy for somebody who is underdeveloped, who doesn't understand that they're just giving evidence about what happened they can perceive that as this is what they're feeling right now.
1: And I think that we also need to highlight is that, like, I know you said they're telling us, right? But they're not telling us directly. Mm-hmm. They're telling us through stimulus. So it could be an emotion. It could be something that we're seeing, smelling, hearing, touching, tasting, feeling, knowing, right? So they're not coming around and be like, I had a fight and then I got in the car and then I drove down to go get some um locks, I don't know, whatever it is that they're going to get, it doesn't happen like that. So it happens in fragments of impressions of senses, and then the medium stringing them together and then creating a thing we like to call so delicately at Matt and Tina uh, Incorporated story time. So they're weaving these together, creating a story. So that is how we can misinterpret evidence that comes through. There's another factor of why they would also believe this. And that is the ego. So the ego is a a necessary thing that we need to survive in this earth, right? So it can be good and bad. We can't eliminate it. We've talked about this numerous times on the podcast. But sometimes when people are underdeveloped, and especially when you're given the power of being able to speak to spirit that we feel as the medium that we're all knowing, all powerful, all encompassing, and we always want to be 100% correct, and we never want to fail or have like an instance where we look weak, or we look like we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. So a lot of the times when mediums are saying that your loved one's too low vibrational, it's because they're actually not connected or being able to sustain the link or be able to pull forward enough evidence or relink, right? So they might drop the link because they get in their active mind and then they can't relink. So it feels like they are having issues pulling the, the spirit forward. Now, what's really happened is that they're so into their active mind because they're weaving a story and a tale that is so far-fetched from the actual stimulus that they're getting that they start pulling themselves away from the spirit world, but the spirit world's always here. Like, they're always here. And so the medium has now stepped away from it, and so they can't pick it back up. They can't sense it. So then they're like, well, they're too low vibrational. They don't want to talk. If they were too low vibrational, you wouldn't have gotten anything to begin with. Like point A to point B it would just never have happened because obviously they're too low vibrational to have a conversation with. Mm-hmm. But I want to empower you, dear audience, to ask one simple question. One simple question. You know what that question is, Danny Willie? Mm-hmm. Where's the evidence? Mm-hmm. If the person that I was reading for stopped me when they said something that was uncomfortable of where's the evidence that that's true? Now, not the evidence of how they live their lives or anything, but my assumption of like, like, let's say I give an example of like, their heaven. Where's the proof in that? Where's the proof? Like, can there be something that I'm saying that can be concrete past the point of what I don't know? Right. As the person receiving the reading. Now, if they were to bring enough evidence to back that up, like let's say a lot of the times when they show me their personal heaven, it's usually like either the happiest part of their life or representing the happiest point in their life or the location of where they would choose to be happy. It will come with evidence to back that up. So they'll give me descriptors that the person uh, over on the other side that's receiving the reading can validate of being like, yeah, he did live in that house. And oh my God, he did have that dog. And oh my God, he was driving around in a Jeep and he really liked that stuff. So there's enough to actually back up what they're saying. Um, So I empower the sitter to go, where's the evidence that that's true. And if the reader can't give you evidence to back that up, it's what now I like to call psychic, um, psychic opinion. Mm-hmm. It's just their opinion, and it's a hypothesis. It's a psychic hypothesis of what they assume is going on. It could be furthest from the truth because one thing I know, Dana Willey, is that humans make mistakes. What are psychics and what are mediums when they live in this world? human.
0: We're human. (laughs) Well, you bring up a really good point. And again, why development is really important and why you want to make sure you're choosing a medium or a psychic that is very deep into their development, because it's really important that we leave bias or religion or anything like that at the door, Um, because a lot of that can also enter into that. So if we have a religious Um, framework that we're looking at or lens that we're looking at all of this through, we may get a piece of information like um, they feel very distant um, and Mm -hmm. they feel like they have um, anger. They're bringing forward anger because you guys had a fight right before they passed. Mm -hmm. And I look at that from a religious lens. Maybe my religion talks about hell or things like that. All of a sudden, I have fed my religious dogma into the evidence that I've read. Now, there's no evidence that this person is in hell. The only thing that they said was, We had a fight before, and I'm just making reference to that. But many times, Spirit is actually bringing up that fight because they want to talk about it because they want to have some healing around the fight. But mm-hmm. An underdeveloped medium is going to stick on that and be like, well, they're holding on to this. They're angry. Like, no, dig into that a little deeper. There's a reason they're bringing that up. Um, And there's probably a message or healing that comes after we talk about that. But an underdeveloped medium might go into some bias or religious lens or, you know, whatever. So we have to make sure... That's part of a big part of development is releasing that lens, releasing, Mm -hmm. you know, just giving the facts, the facts and the facts only. That's something that, you know, you and I really work hard at with working with uh, people that that learn under us is just give the stimuli. Mm -hmm. Don't try to interpret it. Don't try to put any of your spin on it. But even just give it give the color. Don't say blueberry, just say blue. You know, sometimes it's just like, just go to the base of the stimuli of what you're getting, not trying to interpret it too deeply.
1: Yeah, it's almost like uploading new information into a computer, right? The computer is only going to recognize what it knows and learns how to sort it. So mm-hmm. we almost want to just go by stimulus rather than trying to make sense of it yeah. and then filing it away as something. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that's the reason a lot of the time what I don't symbolically read because every stimulus is different per person. Mm hmm. Right. And so letting the stimulus speak for itself is just an easy way to get through it. But what I hear a lot, too, is if I over explain a piece of evidence, I'm usually wrong. But if I go back to the original stimulus of how it came in, like that color blue, it's usually accurate. Mm-hmm. So I want the general public to also know that just because the medium got the stimulus correct does not mean that the added on information could be correct. So I don't want you to fall into the trap that if the spirit would have passed in a negative way, that that can be validated. So anything that the psychic says beyond that is true. Just know that like, yes, they were angry when they passed, but what else? Mm -hmm. What else? Because that's not enough evidence beyond the stimulus to back up that low vibrational spirit. -hmm. So let the let the medium keep talking, and you're going to start to see the holes. The punk you're puncturing holes through the story. If you're just like, okay, that was correct, but that doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. That was correct, and that doesn't feel right. And you'll start to create your own little dictionary of discernment Mm -hmm. (laughs) around where they are in their unfoldment. And it's not to say that those mediums aren't connected. And I'd never want somebody to feel like what we're saying is devaluing their mediumship. No, it just means that you got to pause and look at the stimulus of what you're delivering. And if the add-on information is uh, incorrect and the sitter can't understand that, but you go back and you see the original stimulus, you're in the way of the reading. Mm -hmm. Just know that you're in the way of the reading. And that is an easy fix. Just say your stimulus is and don't add on. Like it needs to be less of you and more of the spirit world. And if you are able to get connected, but you're finding that you're scaring people beyond that, go back to the original stimulus. It's an easy, super easy fix. We're not gonna gatekeep that. Um, there was a medium that I saw a long time ago. It was probably about like a year ago. And this medium said that there, the, uh, another uh, spirit was trapped or stuck. And when they were doing this, they were doing it during, like, a paranormal investigative, like, sit down with a couple. And um, this guy was really depressed, and he was like, I feel like taking my own life. Like, this is really bad. And the sitter goes, well, thank you for not doing that because you're saving me a lot of work. Do you remember this story? Mm -hmm. So then he went on to explain that the spirits were uh, trapped and stuck and that he was part of a rescue circle that's very similar to the other aspect of what we just talked about. So I just want to loop that in of being like, this person may have gotten an experience that might've been negative from somebody's life, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're trapped or stuck. So once again, that's like a buzzword of just as as an alarm bell for you, if you're receiving a reading and they say that to you to say, where's the evidence of this? And if the person just goes with religious dogma, there, there is no evidence in that. Mm -hmm. There's a belief system but there is no evidence to prove that your loved one's chapter is stuck. That is a lot of the time that we have to psychically clean up
0: stuff. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And I, again, looking for evidence. And I, I have to just say, like I was, uh, I learned under somebody for a while that taught that. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I essentially unlearned by leaning into evidence and leaning into um, where's the proof? Where's the proof that mm-hmm. this is actually something that's happening? Where's the proof that you have to unstick them or um, earthbound earthbound or... spirits? And where where's the proof around this?
1: And not knowing that they passed—that's also another like stuck, trapped scenario. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the thing that I think there's a huge misconception of. Um, and, and something that, that we get asked a lot is, you know, am I bothering them? If I get a mediumship reading, um, am I pulling them down from heaven? Am I, am I pulling them around uh, away from what they're supposed to be doing? I, I think for me, and there's no proof of this, but for me, my experience is essentially that heaven is around us. Like they, mm-hmm. they have the capability to be in more, more than one place at one time. It's not like they're, I call this affectionately our meat suit, right? And mm-hmm. as humans, we're kind of stuck in our meat suit um, until we're, we're no longer here. When we go into the spirit world, we're free and we can be in multiple places at one time. So you, your loved one can be with you and they can also be with your mom and they can be with their sister and they can be all over the place, right? And they can also be in their own personal heaven all at the same time. And mm-hmm. they're not limited by time or space or anything like that. So I kind of feel like the afterlife is still around us. They're just, they're around us all the time. They're literally a thought away. Um, And so it's not bothering them. It's not like, you know, disrupting their peace or their their rest or, you know, or disrupting the dead or anything mm-hmm. like that. Cause I know that that's some, um, a question we get a lot of, you know, is it, um, upsetting my loved one? If I get a lot of mediumship readings, which we don't want to, you know, have you guys getting tons of mediumship readings. That's not helpful for you, but, um, mm-hmm. it's not bothering them. If you talk to them a lot or anything like that, cause they're always around you. Um, mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they're stuck.
1: <laughs> no. I, I I have a hypothesis. Now, I'm currently working on this hypothesis hypothesis to get enough evidence to prove this is like true and my truth. So it's still working. But uh, I think it's kind of like finding it in the mundane. Like, where can we find the spirit world in the mundane and how electricity and energy works, right? And so... Understanding that they are energy and that energy cannot be created nor destroyed Mm -hmm. is rooted in mediumship because we're speaking to energy. It's an energy transaction. And one thing that I've realized is that the atmosphere itself has electricity, and that's how lightning happens, right? So you have lightning in the atmosphere, and you have uh, charging ions and all that cool stuff. But I kind of associate the spirit world to almost be like a cellophane wrap on the earth Mm -hmm. of being like it is a clear um, plastic wrap that is uh, encompassing where we currently are and we can't see it, but it's there. And it's just an energy level that we or a frequency that we just can't see, but we also can't see cell phone Wi-Fi. We can't see oxygen unless we add something to the oxygen to be able to see it. Um, So there is a lot of uh, things that can be rooted in fact. And that's kind of where I kind of lay the spirit world of being is that they're always here, but they're not here at the same time Mm -hmm. because we can't see, smell, touch or taste them unless we become the conduit. And there's that science word conduit Mm -hmm. to be able to pick up that information by becoming sensitive to it
0: mm-hmm
1: so that's kind of where i see the spirit world now can they be trapped or stuck in science you can't trap or stick energy mm-hmm. at all and why would it naturally right unless we have something like a, a transformer right but that's something that's man created man created that but mm-hmm. scientifically you can't trap or contain energy without something like a That. Mm So I can't think of what the word I just used. Like a
0: transformer. A
1: transformer, right? But even then, the transformer only holds energy for a small amount of time until it's used somewhere else. So it can go other places. Plus they look at transformers of admitting energy from it, that it's not safe to live next to a transformer. Mm -hmm. So it's still admitting energy. So we've got to look at the rules of the science. And I think that's why I love spiritual mediumship. Not so much like the new age mediumship is that we can root things and prove it. I'm all for it. Um, And so like looking at like the trapped and stuck spirits, a friend of ours once said, if they're closer to source And source is energy in God. Why would they need somebody in a meat suit to move them from one place to another? Because they're closer to source than we are. Mm -hmm. So I always like to say, and I'm rambling. I'm so sorry, Dana, that man loves to control something that is higher than them because we have an ego that we need to be the highest person on the food chain. And if anything below above us, um, Is higher than us that we have the need to try to control it to put ourselves above it once more Mm -hmm. and that is the human ego all at work Mm -hmm. that we don't like to feel insecure with ourselves so Mm -hmm. we like to make ourselves look bigger than we actually are Mm -hmm. so a lot of when people are saying people are trapped or stuck or they like cross spirits over and they're a rescue circle that's just them needing to feel important And stronger than they actually are. Because really at the end of the day, if you were able to do that, you can escape death. Mm -hmm. You are almighty. You're essentially playing God yourself. And nobody is God. Mm -hmm. We're all a part of it. But we're not that entity itself. We're connected to it. So I think it's almost like swallowing our pride a little bit of saying, yeah, there are some things that you just can't control. We can't control the weather. We've tried. We can't do it. We can't control um, the, the the human um, mortality, right? We're not immortal. We've tried to. We can't do it. So there's things that we just can't do that are greater than us. And I think it's kind of like looking at the tidal wave coming towards us and just surrendering that it is more powerful than us And it can take us out because mother nature is all powerful. and We can't control that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Do, you under- do you understand that the, the trail I'm trying to crawl down?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the trail you're trying to crawl down. Yeah, no, I think, I I think that, we, as humans, want to understand and we want to control mm-hmm. right um I think that there's also the perception of a lot of and I understand it right like you you going back to what you said it's you're you're talking to somebody who's talking to somebody that you can't see or think you know whatever, mm-hmm. and so there becomes this thing of like I'm doing something that so you kind of get put on a pedestal or you kind of like." Yeah. And that's, that's never a good dynamic, right? That's never a good dynamic. And so I, I, we always want to be responsible with this work and we always want to be responsible with the information that we're given. And we never want to put our own spin, um, mm -hmm. or anything like that. Cause again, like I said, it's there, there ends up being a lot of cleanup that has to happen. Um, when people put their own bias, prejudice on the information that's coming in from the spirit world. And, you know, I, I hate to say it this way, but it also gets bastardized. And we've seen, if you look at the history of mediumship, we've seen amazing mediums of the past kind of go down a, a route because money got tight or pressure got put on them. It's mm-hmm. very easy to go down a path um, in this work. So, you know, to, we got to keep it on the up and up, and you have to make sure that you're doing this for the right reasons. You've got to make sure you're going with somebody for the right reasons, and you know I think that uh, there's a lot of people that try to choose the right uh, medium for them. Um, I, I think you know back to the instance that you you referenced earlier. This is a person that is well re- named and well respected in the industry. Um, this person tried to do their due diligence, um, and that happens. But I think always being an advocate for yourself, because I'm speaking to the person getting the reading, whenever, no matter who it is, no matter how many followers, if they're on TV, if uh, no matter what station you think they are in their development, if it doesn't feel safe to you, if you don't feel good about what's coming forward – please be an advocate for yourself. Just because the medium is talking to somebody you can't see or hear, continue to be an advocate for yourself. I think that that's one of the biggest things that I want to empower people with, that it's okay to be like, this isn't resonating with me. I don't feel safe in this place. and It's also okay to like take 80% of something and leave 20% of it behind. Remembering mm-hmm. that Even the most developed mediums with the best hearts are still human. And we're going to sometimes get in the way and misinterpret things wrong. So if it doesn't resonate, it's okay to leave it aside.
1: I love that you reiterated the word like um, advocate for yourself. Speak up. Speak up in your reading. I encourage you. If there's something that a medium is saying that you're not sure of, you can stop them and say, uh, please explain that more. Um, please provide me evidence mm-hmm. that that's true. Mm-hmm. Please uh, please uh, give me a, a moment to digest what you just said because I it's a kind of like sitting there. I think a lot of us kind of go into panic mode, um, but it's almost like a doctor saying to you that's not really working as, I don't know, I don't know how to word this, but it's almost like a doctor saying you've got X, Y, and Z and not getting a second opinion, but it's also not stopping the doctor and being like, I'm not sure what you mean. Can you please slow down and Mm -hmm. repeat what you just said? Because I I usually go with sassy J to the doctor sometimes where it's like, uh, we're in this like word salad moment because we're so in shock. And you can even admit like, and say that to your thing. Like I'm like, flabbergasted right now. And I think anything that you're going to say to me is going to go one ear and down the other because my brain is in panic right now. Can you just give me a moment and then stop it and then ask questions and stop the reading. Like stop the reading. Don't let the medium continue until you are sure and clarified exactly what they mean and what they it, and that they have evidence to prove that. Mm-hmm. Because by doing that, you're taking your power back of saying, this is my reading. This is not just them just regurgitating whatever. Because later on, they're just going to move on to somebody else and you're going to be the one thinking about your reading when that medium's already moved on to somebody else. So advocate for yourself. You're spending good money, good time, and this is your loved one. So empower yourself to stop the reading and ask questions.
0: Absolutely. And I think... um Even free readings, you know, there's people that Mm -hmm. offer free readings and um, sometimes you get what you pay for, but like at any point when somebody is in your energy and it doesn't feel safe to have somebody in your energy or you have questions, you get to either stop things it, it doesn't matter whether money is on the line or not. You get to stop things and ask questions. What does that mean? I think that that's um, also a huge responsibility um, um, for a medium or a psychic to only use terms that they can explain. Mm-hmm. So I think that that happens a lot in the spiritual community where a lot of terms get tossed around and everybody starts using them. But it happens a lot where people don't really understand what the terms that they're using mean. So mm-hmm. if you ask a question and they can't answer what a term means or what something that is going to happen or whatever it means, that's a huge red flag that you need to run away. Like if they can't explain what they mean by something or what a term that they're using means, it's a huge red flag that to advocate for yourself to, to get a refund, to stop the reading, to do whatever you need to. Cause I think again, again, You have to empower yourself. And while, you know, mediums are talking to something that you're not having access to, we all have access to it. And there are thousands and thousands of other options out there. Please, please, please empower and advocate for yourself. I cannot say this enough. And as a reader myself, you're not going to hurt my feelings. If at some point in our reading space, you're like, Dana, I'm not feeling it.
1: Mm-hmm. Refund, rebook, reschedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a, a term that I want to clear up, Dana Willie. Because mm-hmm. I see this used over and over and over again on readings that usually fall flat, and that is uh, oh, this is a strong energy. Like I see a lot of readers use that and they don't use it in a proper way. And mm-hmm. what I mean in a proper way is if the energy is so strong. If you're telling me, because I, I, I know mediumship, that the energy is so strong, you should be able to pull some fire evidence from that strong energy because the energy is what's communicating with you. Mm-hmm. So you should be able to pull names, dates, street addresses, memories, uh, the way that they stood, the way that they talked. Like There should be indications that like, if you're feeling that strong energy... You should be able to deliver it. But mm-hmm. usually when I see a medium, and I'm just gonna you want to see my acting skills.
0: Uh-huh. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm.
1: So the medium will be like, Oh, this is such a strong energy. Oh my goodness. Like it's that is like over dramatic. We've now had a reaction to a strong stimulus. hmm But that doesn't mean the energy is strong. We might have a strong emotional reaction or we might feel overwhelmed by an emotion, but that doesn't mean that the energy is strong. They're just giving you a stimulus reaction. But a lot of the times when you see a medium go, "Oh," they're in their head, they've Mm -hmm. now popped up from their heart space or wherever their energy source is into their head and they pulled themselves away. So like that is like, We need to watch when we're saying that to somebody, because if somebody doesn't know mediumship, they're going to be like, oh my God, my loved one's here. No, (laughs) you just had a strong reaction. Mm -hmm. So really kind of being mindful, even when we're even saying that small stuff, like strong energy, Mm -hmm. girl, you better pull out his FICO score next time you
0: say that. Yeah, no, that's, that's one of my pet peeves. And it's okay if you're feeling a lot clairsentiently. But start describing what that is what are the Mm -hmm. sensations you're feeling because there's nuance in that right oh 100 Um, you can definitely be like let's say i'm strongly feeling something in my heart like that doesn't mean that like maybe this person was very soft-spoken but they're really Mm -hmm. pronouncing something strongly in the heart and maybe Mm -hmm. it's very emotional that i'm feeling But maybe they were very soft spoken. So by saying like, "Oh my God, this is this energy is really strong," you our words like that that again are misinterpretation of the evidence. And as you said, you know, um, you know, it's getting used to to energy. You know, a lot of uh, readers will will speak on the clairsentient things. And for those of you that are newer to these terms, that means feeling, sensations. So, clairsentience can mean emotions. So, we might feel the emotions coming through, but we might also feel sensations. So, we might feel tingles. We might feel something on one side of our body or another. Mm -hmm. We might feel like, oh, if there was a stroke, we might feel pain in our head or we might feel uh, pain in our heart. there was a heart attack, or we might get other sensations in our body. Those are all clairsentient things, and that is our superpower as mediums, because feeling is the language of spirit. Mm-hmm. So, and if you want to go back to our episode on the power, as we get more information where those feelings are going to, the clairsentience is going to get stronger and stronger Correct. because the power is going to grow. So that's really normal. So somebody that may not be as developed is going to probably speak on that a little bit. But even as the power is driving, you might see somebody, and I do it every once in a while, where I'm like, I know I'm right because I mm-hmm. feel that he's, he's making me know that I am on the right track with this because I can feel yep. it, blah, 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 blah. But if they're saying a lot of what they're feeling, but they're not bringing forward evidence, that tells me a lot that they're either in their mental mind or they haven't really developed enough because they should be bringing information along with that feeling.
1: That or they're recognizing the blend. Yeah, Right, so the spirits getting closer to them, they're recognizing the blend, but that doesn't mean necessarily the spirit's strong. They're actually starting to do what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> which is
0: beautiful. which is awesome. That's the beautiful. That's the beginning part of creating the link right. with the spirit con- uh, communicator.
1: As you develop, though, you learn how to utilize that power to uh, and that power blend to bring forward more evidence. But Mm -hmm. when we're acknowledging it, like I don't know about you, Dana, really, but as somebody that's gone through development, I'm no longer in the room Mm -hmm. for the stuff that's happening to me for me to have a reaction to anything that's going on anymore like I've just now it's become a common thing, right? So if you are noticing that you're having reactions and you're uh, commenting on like the commentary of how it's happening to you during the reading, you're pulling yourself away from the spirit world. Surrender. Oh my God, I hate that word. Trust what's happening to you, but don't kind of like bring yourself an attention to it, right? Mm-hmm. It's not acknowledging it. It's utilizing what's the next piece of information as it's coming in. And your body will have a reaction to that stimulus, but that's the indication, like Dana Willie said, that you're on the right track of mm-hmm. saying exactly what they want you to say.
0: Well, you almost, right? you want to like go acknowledge it, like, oh, I feel that and I'm going to let it go. Yeah. Because we don't, as soon as we harness into that, then we're in our active mind and we're we're more of a part of the reading than we should be
1: exactly and you can speak to it a little bit and Mm -hmm. so like an indication and i'm going to role play again i feel this really immense tingle on the left side of my body and as i'm leaning into this and i'm actually physically leaning my body into it i'm feeling like this person would be very excited to be here and they would be very excitable would you understand like they're making me feel like they want to go wee like that's what they did in life do you understand that like i'm going to feel into the why i'm feeling it because there's nuance to mm-hmm. everything there's nuance and i think with uh underdeveloped mediums or mediums that just refuse development they don't capture that there's actually nuance to mm-hmm.
0: everything mm-hmm.
1: and they're not just kind of being like well they're not just showing me or making me feel that for a reason what is the reason why you feel that strong energy
0: yeah
1: not just because you're feeling it and that they're here right because they usually when somebody's like they're strong Ooh, i feel it's just almost like an illusion and they're right like pulling the curtain over it to just go look at here step right up right it's like almost like a stage performance yeah. let's pull back that curtain why are you feeling that mm-hmm. there's a reason why they're making you feel that so yeah. why why what's the evidence why right so bring it forward utilize that feeling in a way that's going to be evidence to prove maybe a personality trait
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
1: i always say that
0: like a lot of my I, i i don't remember most of my readings yeah i don't um as a matter of fact somebody asked me the other day they're like hey what did you mean by xyz or like did you mean this and i was like i don't I don't remember what i
1: said i'm like i don't have no idea hey hey, the same shit happened to me too they emailed me and they're like hi i had a reading from two months ago what did you mean by that i don't know do you did you watch back the reading they're like yes i'm like Okay, well, I don't remember your loved one at all. Does the mailbox remember your bill from four months ago? Because I don't
0: remember your reading. But that's, I mean, and it's not because we don't love you guys. Yeah. Like, I I tend to remember your faces. Like, if Mm -hmm. I read for you in in a Zoom, I will remember your face. But I I do not remember the readings. I I do not. um, If there's something, like, I might. It's funny because as I connect, if I connect with the same loved one again, as I'm, like, in the middle of the reading, I'm like, hey. I've
1: met you before.
0: <laughs> I, we've met before. Hey, weren't you back in 1982?
1: Yeah! Girl, I remember you. But really, the only time I remember readings is when I watched them back, but I don't mm-hmm. remember the actual um, interaction with the spirit world. I just remember watching it back like you guys. of Being like, oh, that was cool. That was yeah. awesome. Oh, I see him in my head here.
0: Yeah, I I will watch some of my readings back when I can to mm-hmm. just
1: we try to learn. Yeah,
0: I try to learn from watching my mm-hmm. readings back. Same thing like, oh, held on to that piece of information way too long or <laughs> uh, I read into that too much because here's the thing. Let's go full circle back cuz I think you know, we intended on making this episode for the the people receiving readings. But also I think all of our content is always for the developing medium. Yeah. Mm. And I think more than anything, Matt and I preach on this hugely. We Matt and I consider ourselves developing mediums mm-hmm. forever. Um we oh, there's always room for growth. There's always room for flexibility in our growth and our understanding of what the hell is happening. We are experiencing something we can't touch, see, feel like we just get these little glimpses. I I always explain mediumship is ghost charades, right? You're just getting these like random pieces of information. And it's not like a phone call. There's no specific timeline. We jump all over the places. You know, one second we're talking about Skittles. The next time we're second, we're talking about Alabama. Then all of a sudden we're talking about heart disease. And next time we're talking about grandma, like it's all over the place in a mediumship reading. There's... That's the surrender of being okay with like going bonkers and all of a sudden you're getting an image and then you're feeling something, then you hear something and then you know something and it's, you're all over the board. Mm -hmm. So there's the more flexible that we can be in our mediumship, the more we're going to surrender, the more we're going to learn, the more we're going to develop. And yeah, I watch back my readings so that I can work on developing. I do still show up for mentorship with, and work, I am still showing up for my education because I think that we can always do better. So I empower all of you to do better.
1: Yes. And I want to add it on. You know what it's like to be a medium and then uh, make an assumption about the other side. Hmm. I, I figured this out. It just came to me. Thanks, Spirit. It is like doing a puzzle. Okay. So making our assumptions. So if any mediums like this is what the afterlife is like, I want you to remember this, that we are getting a whale puzzle and every reading is just mailing us a little piece and it's like a two million it's a two million and they're all blue and they're all blue and we're putting it together and then we may get the like eye of a whale and then make an assumption that it's a whale but by the end of our life and we've crossed over we realize it's actually a chimpanzee cage puzzle (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: the whole time the whole time the whole
1: time The whole time. So like, that's kind of why we always want to go with what is the experience of what the spirit world is telling me? Not so much. And I'm not saying trust your churches and trust your pastor. If that's your faith, trust your faith. But what I want you to do is go by your experience and have your faith validate that of being like, this is what I'm seeing and this is what I'm feeling and this is what I'm getting. And then if I'm getting contradictory information over here, I have the choice to either accept it or put it down. And that goes for anybody, including our podcast. So if this resonates for you, great. If it doesn't, great. Like it does not, it's no skin off my back. Uh, But what I want you to do is go by your experience. Has this happened to you? Is this coming from your perspective and experience with the interaction? Or is it an add-on from an outside source? Who told you that? And can it be validated through evidence? So with that, folks, that's all I got to say. Yeah. Really.
0: Empower yourself. If something doesn't make sense, ask questions. Be flexible. Advocate. You got this. And, and like
1: you. the great invoke said, free your mind and the rest will follow.
0: Vogue. 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 Vogue.
1: <laughs> well, we love you all. You're in our hearts. Do something nice for yourself, God damn it!
0: You are the light of 100,000 pink light bulbs. I don't (laughs)
1: know. (laughs) I love that. Bye. Bye. See ya. sold separately.